0: The current spoiler level warning is green. Folks, the spoiler level for this episode is green. That means that we have uh, very light spoilers. Uh, There is no story-related spoilers. There are mechanical spoilers for uh, shows already covered by the Great Gundam Project. This means uh, 0079, Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam, and War in the Pocket. There's also mention of uh, mobile suit variations and some other mobile suit variation spin-offs. Otherwise, nothing non-GGP, you're good. Uh, all green. Enjoy the episode. friends and folks, and welcome back to Mechanista NG, the show where we talk about mobile suit and mobile armor design. I'm your Res- Gundam host, uh, Six Detmar from Scanline Media. And I'm Dylan. Hello. I'm here again. I think I'm... You're, you're the Gundam expert. Am I? Okay, fair enough. <laughs> At least that's that's the story we're telling out here. That's the Gundam narrative. Okay. Mmm. 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 Yeah? What's up? What's up? Mm, man. <laughs> but yeah,
1: I I know I know robots. Hello, I'm Dylan.
0: You're you're a real you're a real cool Gundam cat. I would call you a Gundam G.
1: Oh, um, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're
0: a real war in the pocket.
1: Uh, no no more. Where's the dice? Let's get this going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow wow, wow no no fun banter on this one for me okay. all right well <laughs> we we have a d twenty here, but it's not the d twenty turn yet because we've expanded this list, and first we're gonna roll d six to see what even we're rolling the d twenty about
1: yep, there are a lot of mobile suits across a lot of universes, so mm-hmm. turns out twenty is not enough. <laughs>
0: 20 is not enough eventually given how i've been adding to
1: the list a d100 won't be enough if we had one
0: well you know it's it's at a certain <laughs> point we'll have to start using like number generators and percentile die and shit and it's going to be a real pain in the ass but for now <laughs> here's just a d6 okay it's a one we're in uh the first half of our early uc list again
1: Woo! all right let's see what we get then
0: we're home baby home uh i have i have my hopes i'm looking at a few there's some, there's some mm, there's some real there's some real winners on here
1: i i believe in i believe in 13 personally but let's see what we get
0: uh, let's see let's see 15 the gelgoop oh
1: okay that's good though that's good see uh, for some reason my brain was thinking wait i just said 13 because i want that and then you said fifteen, and I still thought it was the one I wanted. <laughs> I thought
0: it mixed <laughs> I up. I mean, my if head. you if if you want to override the die, no, 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 no. <laughs> let, I'll I'll let the die speak. So we're going to talk about the gelgoog. But...
1: Okay, our good friend the gelgoog.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So interestingly, I feel like the gelgoog is a a suit that is fairly well liked generally. But you happen to have on this podcast two people who aren't big gelgoog fans. Not so.
1: It's a, I have a weird relationship with the Gelgoog. Um, if we're just talking the Gelgoog, I'm actually not that big of a fan. There are elements I like, but I guess we'll get into that. That's that's what the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Gelgoog is interesting, but some of its variants are more fun, and we'd be remiss not to talk about them. Luckily, most of its variants are all MSV things that take place in the One Year War, so... Probably won't have to worry about any spoilers this episode at all for any future
0: series, so that'll be yeah, fun. Yeah, we can just kind of go, go hog wild. So, okay. F- frame for me. like, let t- t- Walk me through. Dylan, tell me a story. Okay. Uh... What's the deal with the Gelgoog? Who is who is this Girugugu so... that I hear so much about? <sighs> the Gelgoog is
1: uh, the... Depending on which sources you're watching and how many MSV you're taking into account, can be considered the epitome of uh, the Principality of Xeon's mobile suit design in 0079. For it can use a beam rifle. Um, it has a really big shield. It's fast. Its performance is basically on par with the goddamn Gundam. Uh, it has a Naginata of all things. It has. It, it's like, hey, you know how that Gundam has two beam sabers? What if I had a stick that can shoot a beam saber out either side?
0: Um, which, all of these things are really cool in a ba- vacuum. Um, also, uh, just real quick, this is... I'm not correcting Dylan, I'm correcting Gundam. When you have a sword that has two blades on either side, that's not what a Naginata is. W- look, it's... <laughs> this is... Yes, but there are, Look, we will have to...
1: When we start correcting Gundam names of weapons, there will be far more egregious examples than our good friend the heat naginata or the beam naginata here um but yeah um it's so the Gelgoog though is a interesting mobile suit design still a mono eye as you would expect from a zeon suit in 0079 um and it is introduced near the end of the war um it's first seen if i'm remembering this right yeah yeah we see shars first we we see we see it deployed way earlier than we see any of the mass production ones um is that the texas duel yes uh i I, do we see it before the duel in texas i'm I'm getting events mixed up because i haven't watched mobile suit gundam in so long now that my brain's just like oh am i gonna screw up my years like how i screwed up uh cca and uh war in the pockets releases last time because it turns out war in the pocket came first and for some reason my brain thought it was right after um but uh i think the duel in texas uh Actually, a uh, fun tie into that episode that also features our good friend uh, Makuve, well, no one's good friend Makuve, um, piloting the Gian, which was the direct competitor of the Gelgud at the end of the war. Between um, which suit is Xeon going to mass produce to try to help end this war? Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Gian lost uh, that, that bid. Um, but that's why we have the Gelgoog, uh, which has a little, it has a cute little pig snout. Um, it's got, it's got a mono-eye, it's got some big shoulders. Um, it's, 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 I look at it and I want to say it's a fun friend, but it's kind of boring to me.
0: (laughs) It's, so it is very, um, I know from a design perspective, it very much feels like the people who made the Saku- wanting to carry forward the spirit of the zaku but them themselves like this isn't this is not a knock knock to me on the gundam designers like as as the artists. this is a knock to me on the in-universe mobile suit designers because they are like we want to create the most like efficient like best functioning war machine we can but we want to make it evocative of the Zaku, and of design elements of the Zaku that were honestly mistakes, right? Like, you have the outline on the face of the gas tubes, which were, on the original Zaku, an add-on when they realized that the Zaku couldn't manage its heat very well.
1: Uh, And then on this, it's just, they're just kind of there.
0: They're they're not even really tubes,
1: it's just got, like, the outline. It's got, like, a shape that evokes that imagery, but without being that... And then, like where you would normally have the vents, it does have vents, but it, like I mentioned, it's got like it's got like what looks like a little, almost like a pig snout, <laughs> almost, right there at mm-hmm. the front. Um, that's what it always reminds me of. Um, which is not like it's bad. It's just there's a lot going on here. Um, it's also got uh the the rear mohawk, uh as I as I call it. It uh ev- evocative of like you know the Gundam has its mohawk camera. This thing also has a head attachment, but it's on the back, and it's just kind of... It's just poofed up. Somewhat reminds me of maybe, like, a rooster or a chicken. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, It's got... You know, it's... There's nothing individually wrong on its design, I think. It's just, as a whole, it just ends up being boring. Uh, the silhouette, to me, is also... See, but this is a problem of artists, too, right? Because, see, I'm staring at Okawara's production art, and... Okuara is still a good artist, of course, um, but the Goku there—it's just—it doesn't project a very mighty aura to me, right? For this like end of the war mm. end game mobile suit, it it, it kind of feels it. You know, you look at like the silhouette of something like the Zaku or the Goof or the Dom with its massive legs and stuff. All of these things have like a very unique silhouette. And this thing's just kind of, you know, it's got its, like, shoulders with the points at the ends, and they're okay. Um, But, you know, it's, it's, its legs are a little bit smaller than the Dom's. It's not, like, nothing on it really sticks out other than the shield on the back, which I do think is cool. I love the Proto Man shield that they use, or I should say, probably Proto Man shield based on, you know, the Gelgut shield. Sure, sure. But... Um, of course, sometimes you look at an artist draw, it, like, um, for instance, how we use the quick reference of the, uh, Gundam Wiki here, even though it's an awful site. uh, we have an illustration of the Gelgoog, uh, by Yutaka Izabuchi, um, and he makes it look very beefy and mighty, and, uh, the thing is, when something, like, that makes it stick out a lot more to me, right? But, like, it's, it's just a weird thing, it's... It always becomes a weird thing with Gundam, right, with how many artists you have. Sometimes just seeing different art of a mobile suit can make you like it a lot more. Just like how seeing it in 3D can make you like it a lot more. But like I said, the the, the Gelgoog has always been something that has underwhelmed me, even in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Well, first Gundam animation, I should say.
0: Um. I feel like to me the most charming it ever looked was the um, in the uh, Africa arc of uh, Double Zeta. Double Zeta drawing a lot of the a lot of the seven79 suits that
1: happen to appear in Double Zeta are drawn in ways that are really cool. I think um, and yes, the uh, uh, is it the uh, red team and the blue team uh, they mm-hmm. their their gelgoos are pretty cool. Um, I would say, but yeah, it's just it's interesting. But, besides all that, besides just talking down on the design, now it does have cool things going for it you know you, we we mentioned the shield uh is there or actually before I go on to that, is there anything else you like anything you particularly dislike about it six or
0: i mean i think I think I agree with you that it it feels just like. Uh... I don't know. It is it is a hard thing. Again, I I may I might be being too generous, right? Because I feel like um it is the job of of the real world artists of Gundam to make a design that is compelling and I don't think they necessarily did. But I do feel like in a way that reflects this like end of war mentality from Xeon where I mean, like it—it it says so much to me that it, this was up against the Gion. The Gion is such a striking design. Ah, uh, so I would—I no, would go what? so far as to call the Gion tacky.
1: Yeah,
0: I was gonna say whether someone likes the Gion or not,
1: uh, you know, is a whole other matter. But it is a still a very striking design. Um, I, I think mm-hmm. the, I think a big problem the Guildguy has going for it, and I hate saying this as someone who. Uh, if anyone has followed me on Twitter long enough, uh, probably realizes I love painting stuff in gray and, gray and gray and gray and black and white and then maybe adding like one or two accent colors. But the Gelgoog is just all solid gray with black on the feet, black on the knees, um, a little bit of black on the shield. Or, well, I, I can never tell. Is it? I, I, I'm getting the colors mixed up. But no, no, no. It is the... The front of the shield, sorry, is all black, and then the trim is the lighter color, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have, like, that solid green torso. And it's a very dull green. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing, because, you know, you see all the different custom ones, or you see like the colored ones, like, even Shars, or you see like the colored ones from, you know, various MSV, where you see like, this is this character is Gelgook. And they stick out a lot more to me, but I just look at that base Gelgoog and it's just like, Ugh. but this episode is about mm-hmm. that. So I need to feel the need to talk. I feel the need to harp on the base Gelgoog. Cause I mean, that's kind of what we're mm-hmm. talking about, you
0: know? So yeah. But and it, I feel like that's, I mean, that says so much to me though, right? Is like you had the Gion versus the Gelgook and the Gelgoog one. And I feel like in a way you can think of that as a turning point in the design mentality of Xeon. Because yeah. you have these machines like the Zaku with that iconic mask. You have the goof with the finger guns. You have things like the Zacrello. You have the Big Zam. These machines that are, like, fantastical and very effective. But clearly there is a part of their design that is impractical for the sake of effect. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. And then the, at the end of the war, you have a whole bunch of these. And these things are powerhouses. Um, of course... Depending on the source you read, uh, they're also uh, seemingly hard to pilot because they have really good performance, which is actually kind of bad when you're at the end of a war and, you know, you're throwing new troops into them who have never piloted the thing. Um, Right. Which is one of the explanations for why the war still goes badly for them at the end. Um, Of course, there's always different explanations. I have always loved that, though, the, um, the, the whole it being hard to pilot thing, because the thing that, you know we since we haven't had Xeon suits we haven't touched on but like Xeon suits are done by you know different companies like there, are i think there are like three or four major companies that are consistently making Xeon suits you have like zeonic and a couple others and they're all you know com- basically competing for you know we want to make a mobile suit that you know they're going to pick as the one they fund us for for mass production and you know can help win the war um and it's funny because yeah like uh <laughs> Thinking on it, finally them making something that is like, oh, this could this could not only beat like those crappy GMs they're throwing out, but this could be a, the Gundam if it was in a you know fair fight. And all mm-hmm. uh, after all this time and stuff, it's like, oh, well, it turns out can't pilot the damn thing. It's hard. <laughs> all of our soldiers are trained on you know machines that are not compatible with one another. You know, you got Doms moving around by hovering and using a big bazooka. You've got Zaku's, mm-hmm. which are more like you know, not, not not as specialized in their movements, using machine guns, sometimes the bazooka. And you're you're just swapping them all these soldiers through all these various weapons made by different companies, and you know, you get to the Gelgugans, like, finally we have something really cool. Who's good at using it? Um, not a lot left to that are good Char. at Shar. <laughs> Shar, yeah. <laughs> Gato. And, and then and then and then we give Shar the Zeon, though, so it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Yeah. God, I hope we get the Zeon one day. Um, anyway, um
0: but, at some point, we at will. some point we should. we will. um see. and I, I feel like also, I mean, you know, this is not the this is not the the GM, the gym episode, but it it is in it, it is in contrast to that's what it was up against. And the gym is an inferior suit. but the thing about it is it's incredibly easy to pilot,
1: yeah. again, this is all side material thing. but i I depending on the side material, sometimes I just call it bullshit, and I hate it. Uh, sometimes there are side material things about the robots though, that I quite enjoy, and I like the idea that, yeah, being a machine that has, you know, uh, something that is easy to pilot is going to generally be more effective than something hyper-specialized that you're just throwing all your general soldiers into. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting. Um, yeah, the GM, though, the, the, and we'll probably go over that if we ever get the GM, but, you know, definitely a more simple machine. Definitely not as well performing as this, but you know, it's 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 still you know. I I look at the the more I look at the Goku though, I'm like, well, am I underselling it though? Because it is it does have a Naginata. It has a double bladed beam saber. It's cool. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I just I I it's, part of me wishes I liked it a little bit more.
0: Um. It's it's had such a storied history that we have had an opportunity to see it use a lot of different types of weapons. Um, it's got that beam rifle. It's got the the twin beam say beam sword, aka the beam naginata. It's used a uh, like a uh, 120 mm machine gun. It's used a uh, like a bazooka. It's um it has been used uh,
1: a ra- random zeta gun. In fact, it has been used to repair a nemo. Um. <laughs> i don't know why just that that part stuck in my head but you know us talking about different companies making mobile suits and compatibility between parts and then i think about how the Nemo must have seemingly been designed by uh some former zeon engineers because apparently you can just strip parts out of a gogoog and fix up a Nemo with them yeah i guess so um or was it vice versa i can't remember shoot shoot I feel like I'm doing a bad oh, wait, job no, of it. Oh no! It is it is
0: it is backwards. It's Nemo and a Yeah,
1: Nemo to Delgu. Yes, because they wanted to repair up that one Delgu. Um, and it's 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 weird. It's it's fun how that that they have backwards compatibility. Um, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I, I imagine with a lot of Xeon suits, you don't. It's like if you're if you lose a leg on your Dom, it's like what? If you can't get another Dom leg, what do you do? <laughs> oh, can't you can't sure. just slap a. Can't slap a goof leg on there, then you're gonna have like one leg that's trying to hover and the other one's gonna be pivoting you around while you do that. You just it just don't work.
0: Yeah, um, that's, the curse, that's the curse. of the curse of Xeon designs. The engineers were given perhaps a little bit too much free reign, and you end up with a lot of machines that aren't really compatible with each other.
1: Yeah. Um, but <sighs> trying to think if there's anything else to say about the original Gelgoog. Really, too much I, else I can think of.
0: Yeah, I mean, just it is—it is such a solid, like, it is such a solid design that it it had a it had a long, like, service life into future, uh, universal century wars and conflicts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's just there's constantly a gelgoog in the background of a lot of situations. Um, and I think it is a machine that is like, both by its pilots and by You know, mobile suit like fans like us may be a little underappreciated, and I, 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 you know, that is what it is. But it's it's a workhorse. You have to give that to the Gelgoog.
1: Now, for the fun part of the episode, though, when we're talking about appreciating the Gelgoog, then you look at the variants of the Gelgoog, and suddenly Mm -hmm. we get a lot of really cool ones. Though is the thing. Yes, we do. So all all the way back in original MSV, we have starting with uh. Our good friend, the Gelgoog Cannon. Uh, So, a thing to note about the Gelgoog also. So, we've talked about it carrying the shield on the back. It actually doesn't have a conventional Gundam backpack. Uh, Like, you know, most mobile suits in Gundam generally have a backpack of some sort. Like, you know, usually with thrusters in it, sometimes to carry weapons. The Gelgoog just throws its sword and its shield on its back, but it doesn't have, like... Like a thrust, like it doesn't have thrusters on its back or anything like that. It doesn't have a, just doesn't have a backpack. It's just flat, basically, other than like whatever mm-hmm. clamps you're throwing the shield and the uh, naginata into, or depending on the look, uh, you're you looking at the art, uh, no clamps at all, and I'll just assume it's magnets. Um, but the Gelgu cannon, uh, and uh, its close neighbor, the high mobility Gelgoog, um, both from MSV, uh, both decide. Hey, how could we make this better? Why don't we just add an optional backpack to it? Um, the high mobility variant, uh, you know, it, it gets a fancy backpack just with thrusters on it. It goes fast, sure. Um, mm-hmm. your usual thing of Gundam of let's disregard weight and you know we could just throw on more thrusters and that 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 singularly will make it faster, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And then we have the uh, Gelgu Cannon, which is a little bit more fun in a way because it is a fancy backpack and then it's got a ...beam cannon over the shoulder. Um, which is fun.
0: Uh, the And also, it's got a... ...it's got a new type of, of head fin... ...that looks even stupider. <laughs> no, okay, hold on. Now, this is where we disagree. <laughs> I like this mohawk,
1: because... ...it gets a menacing red camera mohawk... ...once it uh, becomes uh, the Gelgu Cannon. It also gets a... So- ...I guess you would describe it as... like ...a vertical vent over the mouth... ...rather than the uh, snoop.
0: Mm, the-, the vent is good.
1: Um... I, I like that. I like the uh, it, it. It's little back. The back of the head mohawk suddenly having like a part popping up, and so it has like a little camera. It's, in my opinion, that's sure. Um,
0: that's that's. I mean, it's certainly it's certainly more interesting. I think it looks stupid, but I mean, at least it looks <laughs> like something.
1: Um. And those are the two pretty basic ones. Like, there's not a lot different on them. It's just these little minor changes that are kind of neat. Like, like as mentioned, the high mm-hmm. mobility having the backpack, and then you have the canon which has a canon uh you know my favorite of all msv suits uh we called it the something canon it has a canon
0: <laughs> yeah i i love canon variants i uh in our in our document um we have we have we are rolling various stuff we have a section for car- for variants and you'll notice under basically every single one where there is a where there one exists i note that we should talk about the canon version of it just cuz i think canon versions are so fun they're they're fun. i mean it's like you know it,
1: <laughs> It's always funny because I see them, like, they get classified in ways of, like, oh, it's an artillery thing. And I'm like, well, if it's a beam cannon, can you really call that artillery? It's going to be using that at, like, mid... I guess it can use it at long range, but, I mean, if it has a beam rifle, it can also use that at long range. So, uh. Yeah, it's yeah, like, I don't know.
0: Uh, I don't
1: know if I'd call that an artillery thing. Now, like, a Zaku cannon, yes, because it's, you know, it's got a big mortar-like cannon on on its backpack. Mm-hmm. That's that, that, that's artillery, but, you know, whatever.
0: I just want to think that there is an entire, like, there is an entire, like, class of mobile suit designers within the Gundam universe. So most mobile suit designers saw the Gundam and were like, oh my god, this is the future. And took a bunch of le- lessons from the Gundam. But there is a small class of them who are like, no, screw that. The gun cannon. <laughs> the gun
1: cannon is the future. Yeah, or, or, or it's the same engineer. The same engineer who is, like, a higher-ranked engineer um who is constantly just like you know he's, he's on the board they have to do something to appease him but they they know that they, they don't want to throw this on their mass production version so they're like ah, screw it. okay we'll retrofit a couple of them and put a cannon on it for you is that okay and he's like yes yes it is
0: um you know because that, that is uh, what it feels like it's... <laughs> it's like uh Kerzan, we need a new design from you. You haven't submitted a design this month. And he looks up and he like lowers his sunglasses and sets down his, his boat drink and he's like, Check this out. Gelgoog and the guy says, Canon. He says, Canon <laughs> <I went>, Okay. <laughs> Thanks, boss. Yep. <laughs> they
1: they already actually have like the, the setup for it at the ready. Like they're just waiting for him to submit the blueprint so they can be like, Okay, look, we got it done so fast. Look, see? you you're a genius and then and then he fucks off to like Francesca Colony or something on vacation.
0: <laughs> uh, our 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 custom character, Xeon uh, Maintenance Officer Madlibs. God. Um, <laughs>
1: all right, and then uh, for some other Gelgoog variants that are fun, and you know. I don't think would necessarily dictate their own episode. Um...
0: Do we want to talk about the really sick one? Yes. The one where it's like, wait, what if the Gelgoog actually was cool? Uh, The Gelgoog Jaeger? Yes!
1: Okay, good. I was gonna say, I hope we're in agreement on this, and yes. The Gelgoog Jaeger, so... Um... The Gelgoog Jaeger is from 0080 War in the Pocket, and doesn't get a lot of appearance, but when it appears, it's pretty fucking cool. Um... The Gelgoog Jaeger fixes a lot of how I feel about like that Gelgoog silhouette. Ironically enough, when I was talking about the Gelgoog for the original one that was drawn with a silhouette, I like that made it made it look like you know big and strong. That was drawn by Izubuchi, well the designer of the Gelgoog Jaeger, Yutaka Izubuchi. Um, man, sometimes mm-hmm. is a criminal, and but he does draw a good robot. You know, <laughs> he's he is possibly one of the biggest things we can blame on a lot of the uh german iconography being assigned to Xeon later but also the mandrel sick robots so who can say whether he's bad or good
0: um (laughs) the the Uh, jaeger though here's here's a thing and like i do i think this is sick right that's how i start this by being like check out this sick robot but also i would be remiss without saying so his solution for the Gelgoog's design was: What if I crossbred a Gelgoog and a camphor?
1: Pretty much, it, you know, he throws a lot of extra thrusters on it. Um, you know, you got them in the shoulders. You've got maneuvering thrusters all about. Got, I mean, the Gelgoog is impli- like does have them in the skirt, but they're much more prominent looking on the Jaeger in art and in the show typically, um, mm-hmm. or in animations. Um, you get some, uh. Get the little wrist guns. Uh, That's something that's kind of funny, right? You look at the original Gelgoog, and it looks like it should have, like, little wrist guns or something, because it's got these weird hollow, like, sort of scoops on the wrist. They don't do Mm, anything. They're just there. Um, And then on the Jaeger, they're like, what if we put little, like, Vulcans in them? And it's like, sweet, that's cool. They're little beam Vulcans, I guess. Um, And then, uh, you know, it's got its its sick-as-hell rifle. Uh, everything about it design wise is just really cool mm-hmm. um,
0: one thing that i think is really cool when talking about all the variants mm-hmm. of the gelgook is that there are a lot of times where they're like okay we enhanced this we added this we did all this but one thing that is pretty much universal um i guess i guess with this version is is an exception they they make a they make a reference to this but like with uh with the high mobility and with the canon they're like we did all these improvements but turns out the gelgoog's generator is just a workhorse and we actually didn't need to change it at all
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's weird um it like it, it they they don't like i i get the feeling like you could probably do a lot with a gelgoog because given how basic its original pack is uh like you know it's original kit i guess you would say like with just having a saber a gun and the shield it's like oh you know we could do all kinds of fun stuff with this um it's great. Um and yeah, the, the Jaeger though is just it it's it just looks cool. It's just, you know, silly joke, but it is the wow cool robot one for me. I love it. I love the Jaeger.
0: For sure. Um For sure. I mean that's that's the, the that's the Izubuchi special, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um And then besides the Jaeger,
1: one other one to talk about from an O V A, which is kinda of fun, is we have our friend the Gelgu Marine so yeah the marine is also a bit of an imposing one uh you know the the thing that i'm noticing when a lot of designers uh get a hold of the Gelgoog is they're like what if we made it beefy (laughs) what if we just Mm -hmm. made it beefier and it and it works to good effect um i like the galgoog marine a lot i love um shima's custom galgoog marine marine the uh you know the commander type as it were um they're just you know the all they, they they accentuate all the shapes on it to make it just this really cool thing. Like, the rear skirt is now this big, bulbous, like, you know, rounded uh surface. You've got these, like, the shoulders, which look a lot larger. Uh, a lot of them on both the Jaeger and the Marine, the Mohawk has gotten bigger. You know? Mm-hmm. All these really cool features that are just like, yeah, we've we've accentuated the, the, the unique parts of the Gelgug, and now it just sticks out a lot more. Um really cool machines and it's why i feel bad about not being the biggest fan of the original because i look at these variants and i'm like oh
0: wow really cool well i mean it 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 speaks to the design philosophy of the Gelgoog, right like it is it was adapted because it has great performance right and it it also has untapped potential and that's Part of what made it such a such a powerful machine that was able to endure through several years to come, is the fact that the fundamental design is really strong to a point that in the base adapted Gelgoog, the designers weren't able to draw out its full potential.
1: Yeah, and then um, speaking on that, actually, just thinking about uh, Double Zeta also having its uh, besides the the Africa Arc Gelgoogs, you also have. Uh, the regelg, or sometimes called the regelgu, uh, <laughs> the gelgu, where they were like, well, we don't really need to change much. We're just gonna put a backpack on it and make its shoulders huge.
0: Um, it's yeah, great. have its have its shoulders be like almost like cubly esque.
1: <laughs> yeah, very much so. It's great. I love it. It's just, again, it just accentuates some parts of the original design, and suddenly it goes from like, you know instead of feeling kind of bored by it it's like oh this is really cool i love those giant shoulders with the boosters on them they're great um trying to think of other ones like that you know maybe wouldn't even get their own episode um i guess guess, actually we could talk about uh actually just at the end just a little quick end bit because you know we talked about the gan this episode right and we talked about the Gelgu extensively uh
0: six are you aware of the gabaldi alpha uh this is me uh turn oh not the alpha wait what is this so
1: okay for <laughs> everyone was, else i was
0: already to be like of course i am and i was like wait no i'm thinking of the beta what the hell so, is this thing
1: quick explanation for the audience the gabaldi beta is a mobile suit used by the titans in uh zeta gundam uh it is based on a zeon design called the gabaldi alpha The Gabaldi Alpha is originally from MSX. Uh, MSX is an interesting design series where some of the designs, not all of them, uh, some of the designs are things that may have been in the uh, end of Gundam's script. Because as most of us know, Gundam was cancelled ahead of time, so not everything could be used in the show. The Gabaldi Alpha is... What if you took the Gan and the Gelgoog and they became really good friends and suddenly they had a child and they look and it looks like this. Um it
0: okay, so is great. Its colors are awful. It's colors are awful, but its design is
1: amazing. Um yeah, so it's something that I didn't think you know, again, at the risk of it not coming up in another episode, I thought it would just be fun to talk about this. So it's a the Gabaldi alpha and i imagine people you know end up looking up some of these mobile suits and we could always link to them in descriptions and such anyway uh right if you're looking at it it's it's great because it is so weird looking um it definitely has its uh, more of its own unique silhouette while taking from both suits um it's got a weird little jetpack looking backpack which is always fun it's one of the weirder looking backpacks it's got mm-hmm. this tiny little Gelgoog shield. It looks like the Gelgoog shield, but like made for a mobile suit half the size of a Gelgoog. Um,
0: it's got like like Samus Aran Varia suit shoulders.
1: Yes, it's got. It, it, you know, you have the pointy shoulders on the Gelgoog. You have the really round shoulders on the Yan. It combines them. It's got little rounded pauldrons with little points on them. Um, it's great. Uh, it uses a. One of the more fencing-looking beam sabers. It's got a gelgu beam rifle. It just kind of, it it kind of, you know, meets the difference between being a mid-range general use unit and a close-range, all I do is close-range unit. I I don't know what other Rangers are supposed to use the Ganon, given that all it has is a sword and missiles. Um, I love this thing, and I felt like yeah, I really wanted cool to. I just really wanted to mention it because it's a very weird-looking design, and it's fun because. If you look at it and you compare it to the Gan and the Gelgoog, you can see all kinds of, like, you know, the head is taller like the Gans, but it's still got, like, the weird little snoot and, like, the back mohawk from the Gelgug. Uh It's just, it's so cool because it is definitely one of those designs where you can really actually see, like, the lineage inherent to it.
0: And I just think that's mm-hmm. neat. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is really amazing. I feel like I love the narrative of this suit. The idea that after the uh, after the gyan was rejected, these these people like like swallowed their pride because you have to imagine whoever built the Gion felt like they were hot shit, right? Yeah, you can't design a suit like that without being really self confident, and then you <laughs> present that to the brass, and they're like, "What did you do?" god just why does it not have a gun what are you doing
1: <laughs> the gan running around with its yeah the gan with its uh, fencing foil and its uh big shield and with some missiles in it yeah it's like our enemy is the gundam what do you think you're doing we should be working on making like you know our enemy is the gundam and gyms are you going to just make all the soldiers have to run up to them when every one of them has a beam weapon <laughs> It's such the Gyan is so funny to me, and how bad of an idea it kind of is.
0: Yeah, and and this this the the Galbaldi Alpha here, the story of this designer, like completely swallowing their pride and just saying, okay, how do I take lessons from the Gelgoog and 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 fuse them to the parts of the Gyan that I still think are worthwhile? Mm-hmm. It's it's such a it feels like such a a come-to-Jesus mobile suit.
1: <laughs> it's it's great. I just, I, I like it a lot. Um, It's just, it's just one of those, de- like, you know, sometimes you get designs that are very much, it's kind of obvious. This was probably made in a bit of a vacuum in some ways. And you can find ways to time into other designs still, but, like, this is one of the most obvious, like, you look at it and you can see where all of its, like, lineage is coming into play, even, like, the original art. And it's, it's great. I love it. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Have you seen the uh, Gobaldi Alpha high mobility type?
1: Uh, yes, I have. Um, it's a Gobaldi Alpha, and it's got some leg boosters.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Gobaldi Alpha that they took into uh, Kerbal Space Program God. and just strapped a bunch of rockets to its ankles.
1: <laughs> time to uh, time to yeah, we need to get this one into space. And rather than changing any bit of the design, we're gonna put more rockets on it. See, I am a fan of high mobility <laughs> versions, but you have to be more stylish than this. <laughs>
0: just in, you have just, to be smarter than just, this.
1: just in my IMO,
0: but yeah, I feel like I feel like if you turned this thing on, I mean, like you know, I'm I am applying real logic to this. That's not how this works. But if you turn this thing on, the amount of boosters you have just on the ankles of this thing just mean that its knees would split in half.
1: Look. Well, you gotta—it's you gotta work your way up. Clearly, is the idea. You—you've got your little toggle, and you're like slowly making the boosters go so that the body doesn't like buckle or the knees just bend as your legs fly forward. But yeah, um, but yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up as a little tangent at the end because uh, given that you know, kind of had to talk about the Yan a little bit during the Galguik section, I felt I may as well bring up the Gavaldi. It's a fun suit. You're getting yeah. a two-for-one special, uh, listeners. I almost said viewers, but I'm like, wait a minute, there's no video aspect. Um, I mean, I guess you could be I viewing mean, it, l- the audio. Listen,
0: but... listen, we've already talked so much about the Gyan. Do we want to just bring it home and cross it off the list?
1: No, because see, the thing is, if you start talking about the Gyan, knowing me, I'll go into a tangent about every <laughs> variant of the Gyan, and we are currently sure. at 38 minutes, and I don't know if we need an hour-long podcast on the galgoog <laughs> well, starting on the original. <laughs> But just know, listeners, that if we ever do get the Gyan episode, I will definitely have a lot to talk about. Still,
0: (laughs) yeah, I'm looking at the list of variants of the Gyan, and uh, boy,
1: yeah, no, the (laughs) (laughs) you think the Goku has a lot that could be fun to talk about. The Gyan has all kinds of fun ones, some of which are in animation, some of which are only in video games. You know, Um, yeah. So, ah. I guess we've exhausted the Gelgoog now that we're just talking about other mobile suits, so... I
0: mean, we no, to... we, we, have, we haven't, but we probably have exhausted our listeners, so... Oh, <laughs> okay,
1: look. Or... Yeah, there's... I, I could go on all day about various mobile suits. The problem is, it, it, we would lose topic, because then I'll just switch from mobile suit to mobile suit. It's just so easy for me. <laughs> but I guess that's why some people like the show, so... I, I will not apologize yeah. for it, as I am want to do, usually.
0: <laughs> I'm just looking at, I'm looking at from Ghirin's Greed, like, Ace custom versions of the Gyan. Okay. i looking at Rambo no, Rouse Gyan. We need
1: to save this. We need to save this, because if we get to the okay. Gyan episode, I'm I'll sorry. have
0: so much to
1: say about that.
0: It's great. But, anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, Dil- Dylan, where can people find you on the internet?
1: You can find me at lowpolyrobot on twitter.com. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> Hello, I'm live tweeting. Uh, I am currently live tweeting my way through a One Year War era nineteen ninety seven PS one Gundam SRPG called Mobile Suit Gundam: The Perfect One Year War, and it's. I mean, it's it's a mecha SRPG, <laughs> but it has but it has low you get poly. Some, 3D. You're
0: some great animations. Yeah. Yeah. It
1: has some very good low poly three D. Some bits that are very much effort put into them. And then some bits, like the Gundam Hammer, where it's like, well, we can't really make a chain easily, so we're gonna just have the Gundam throw a big ball at the enemies. It's great.
0: <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna watch the uh, the gun cannon leap into the air and punch a plane out of the sky. <laughs> look, sometimes... Look, doing animations for
1: punching a plane is hard. Sometimes you just need to have it do, like, a basketball dunk to the plane. It's great. <laughs> It's better. Yeah. <laughs> um wonderful game though. I I've, I've actually been having a decent bit of fun with it even if it's not like it, it is not I wouldn't call it like a great or good game, but I'm having fun and that's all that ever matters to me.
0: <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um well if you want to find me on Twitter wondering when I'm going to get to talk about the Talkies, uh I'm at 6detmar, S I X D E T T M A R. Uh and Generally, you can find my work, which there is a lot of, at ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. Um, A shout out that we haven't really done this episode, we did last time, but you should probably be listening to The Great Gundam Project. That's a podcast by our friends Emma and Jackson over at Patreon.com slash mapping For $1 a month, you can get their weekly podcast where they are going through all of Gundam they are several years in they have many more years to go it's a great time
1: yep um and guess for the sign off I'm trying to think what should it be for this episode and now in anticipation of your insight into the future the final line from the uh last Gundam movie <laughs> okay okay I was I like had to, what are you I had about to do that <laughs> <laughs> look I had to find something relevant to the Gelgoog. I got it.
0: Alright. Alright. Peace. Goodbye.